This is a Player One podcast. Player One is a radio show about gaming that airs every Friday from 6 to 8pm on Sin Nation, a digital radio station in Melbourne, Australia. You can also stream Player One at syn.org.au. And to find out more about Player One, go to syn.org.au slash Player One. Enjoy the podcast. So I've been thinking a lot lately about what topic to discuss this week. Full disclosure, all my knowledge on the following was gathered from Jim Sterling and the forum minds of NeoGAF and OpenCritic. Brash Games is a video game review site owned by a guy called Paul Ryan, not the politician, some other guy. Ex-Brash Games contributor Ollie Smith recently blew the whistle on Twitter about how Brash pays their writers. Turns out, they don't. Writers work for Exposure, which is a currency my landlord totally accepts. Once he left, Ollie's name was removed from the byline of all the work he published on Brash Games, so he didn't even get the exposure he worked his ass off for. Josh Robinson, another writer for Brash Games, was asked to increase the score he gave to Toy Odyssey because it didn't line up with the previous reviews for the same game on the site. Wait, why are they reviewing the same game by multiple different... Robinson complied and upped the score from 3 out of 10 to 4, but discovered that Brash Games had changed the score already without telling him when they published it? There are numerous stories like this floating around Twitter, so uh, it sounds like a systemic problem with the site, and this is where I'd break down how shady this behavior is and how harmful these actions are to the community. If the story ended here... Review aggregate site OpenCritic investigated Brash Games and their analysis is readily available on their website. The result is that OpenCritic no longer lists Brash Games as one of its outlets because it can't trust the scores and author credits of anything published on Brash Games. To read the report, just Google OpenCritic's look into Brash Games. That's the name of their 13-page PDF. To summarize... Scores had been tampered with, names of authors had been removed from article bylines, and writers were not paid for their labor. Then, when a review aggregate tried to investigate these allegations, evidence was erased from brash games and internet archives. And then, open critic investigators were sent dubious legal documents and threats. This is where I'd commend the efforts of Open Critic for their online sleuthing skills, bravery in the face of clear wrongdoing, and having the foresight to take snapshots of every review they publish, meaning that Brash Games could not get away with the cover-up. If the story ended here, Brash Games published a review by Ben McCurry for Pac-Man 256, a game that had been out for two years at that point? In the review, Ben took a little time to announce his leaving Brash Games, detailing the business practices that led to the decision, and explaining that his name had been quietly taken off the contributors list. What kind of site doesn't edit the content before uploading it? Get a copy editor! Turns out, Ryan has been doing this sort of thing for the better part of a decade, when word got out that Jim Sterling hired Ben to write an article detailing his experiences, Jim was flooded with emails from former contributors of a site Paul Ryan used to run called Ace Games. 
it was run exactly like Brash Games, blew up in a disastrous way because it never turned a profit, was sold to some guy, and the contributors were torn between the different parties, all vying for their allegiance, in the public sphere, as well as their private lives. And this is where I talk about inappropriate behavior towards writers and how people who do this kind of thing once are bound to continue their bad behavior if the story ended here. YouTuber Kirioth noticed that there was a gambling tag on Brush Games, and upon further investigation discovered that the only person who wrote articles with the gambling tag was a guy named David James. All his articles, whether they were specifically about gambling or not, had links to gambling websites and sung them praises. All that on a website that prides itself on being ad-free. Jim Sterling went so far as to accuse Brash Games and Paul Ryan for taking money from marketing companies to promote online gambling without disclosing it. Enough evidence for me? No. But scummy behavior nonetheless. And as soon as this evidence had the harsh rays of the sun shone upon it, Ryan went on another spree of changing names and removing evidence of foul play, going so far as to delete Brash Games from the internet entirely. And this is where I talk about how gambling is bad and advertising online gambling is also bad. And if you need help, there is always someone to talk to at gamblinghelponline.org.au and on 1-800-858-858. But the story doesn't end here. And I wish it did, so this segment could end. In a leaked email, Paul Ryan said that he wasn't going to comment on the increasing scandal. But then he did, and it is awful. In his statement on the newly revivified Brash Games website, Ryan started by taking responsibility for his actions and apologizing. But that was the last decent thing he wrote. Next, Paul Ryan asked for all the affected writers to contact him with all the articles they want credit for and their URLs, which is a scummy thing to do. Oh, poor Paul. He can't remember the names of all the people he scrubbed from his website. Ryan then takes the time to insult ex-writers of Brash Games who publicly spoke out about their experiences. He wrote that the leakers and Open Critic worked together in some elaborate conspiracy to demonize Ryan and his site so that they can elevate their own platform. The reason I'm being so vague right now is because the statement has seen more updates than this script. This is where I talk about online harassment and what it can do to isolate and harm people if I had an ounce of sympathy for Paul Ryan. But I've run out of time in my segment. I'll just wrap up with please don't harass anyone online. And now that I've given you the bare bones of the story, you can join in productive discussions of the events and ruminate on the actions of those involved. If the story piqued your interest, there is so much more I didn't talk about here, so go out and find all the content you can. While you're at it, you can find our backlog of episodes in the Player One 2017 Completionist feed on iTunes and Omni. Tell me how this story made you feel and all your opinions on the Player One Facebook and Twitter pages, Player One SYN. We're live every Friday night from 6 to 8 p.m. on Sin Nation. I'll be back next week with something more heartwarming.
This has been a Player One podcast. To check out more Player One, go to syn.org.au slash player one.